Ah, have you got COVID? It looks like I may just have the Rona. That's not the Rona that you want. That's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. Waiting on test results, but definitely starting to feel not well this evening, so. Oh. I've got a fever, and it's not just being excited to record the podcast. Oh. It's not induced by sister patients. No, it's different to that fever, you know. It's, <gasps> that, that's how I know something's amiss. Oh. Anyway, brother Adrian, what have you been up to since we last had you on this uh, amazing uh, podcast of ours? My life has been made lighter by listening to the podcast and its succeeding episodes. Oh. <laughs> uh, have you told him our policy on ass kissing? <laughs> it gets you everywhere. Yeah. We are definitely not averse to flattery. Thank you, brother Adrian. <laughs> Sister Patience and I did a sound check earlier today and my brother was over and we had a short chat about the podcast before we did the sound check and I was talking with him about Isaiah. <laughs> and I said, if I had to do a sermon or something, you could just pick a few verses out of that and make it mean absolutely anything. You really could. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and they do. <laughs> I mean, you know this. Oh, and take this in the Greek and the Hebrew and the, the whatever and then convert it back to Aramaic and then shove it up your ass and look what it turns into. I've heard on something that's been from the New Testament where Jesus encounters a fig tree and it's not the season for figs, so he just curses the tree. Yeah. I looked up an interpretation for that to see what Mr. Google would say. And it just came back. It was just about how the Jews had gone bad or something like that. <laughs> the, the tree was symbolic of the Jewish church. Right. Yeah, anything to justify prejudice, you know. <laughs> that fig tree is out of season, therefore I hate you. The whole fig tree thing, I don't get. Hey. Anyway, there's chapter 25 in the chat. Ooh. Have you missed reading this, Brother Adrian? Have you been looking forward to getting down and reading this again with us? Oh, yes. Especially since we're going to get back on the main storyline and we're not doing Isaiah anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it, ladies and gentlemen. He gets it. No more Isaiah. He understands. I'm a fan. Yeah. Well, what we do have, though, although it's not Isaiah, it's a fucking long chapter, isn't it? It's a long chapter. Jesus, 30 verses. What is it that you've got? Is it Omicron or is it the granddaddy? No, not any results coming yet. It's something. Oh, so you haven't had any results, but they told you to isolate. Yeah, because if I have it, I can pass it on to others. That's how these things work. Oh, and for three days. Yeah, and I didn't have any other plans anyway, so it's not too much out of my schedule. And if you don't isolate for three days, what happens? Uh, I don't want to be the reason somebody gets COVID and dies. That's enough for me to do the right thing. Well, you don't want to be the reason that anyone is driving down the street, gets hit and killed either, do Accidents happen. Yes, exactly. But you still do all you can to avoid it. Car crashes happen. You don't go looking for it. My dad died on a pedestrian crossing pole, so he was doing everything he could do not to die, and yet he still got hit. It was an accident. Yeah, these things happen. Hmm. The car driver might not be doing what he needed to do. Oh. Uh... Well, he didn't end up in jail and I wouldn't want him to. I've actually met him. Oh, really? He seemed like an okay guy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You really know how to diverge off uh, the subject material this evening? I'm sorry, Paul. I'll shut up for a bit. You go for it. Well, I don't know if that's the smartest movie either. Okay. <laughs> Now, I, Nephi, do speak somewhat concerning the words which I have written, which have been spoken by the mouth of Isaiah. Nephi wasn't speaking the words of Isaiah. It was his brother Jacob who was speaking them. Nephi was just writing them down. Yeah, that's right. Already backflipped on his story. Another stick sentence. For behold, Isaiah spake many things which were hard for many of my people to understand. No <laughs> fucking shit, <laughs> sir, shall I? <laughs> 
For they know not concerning the manner of the prophesying among the Jews. But I, Nephi, have not taught them many things concerning the manner of the Jews, for their kind works were works of darkness, and their doings were doings of abominations. Wherefore, I write unto my people, unto all those who shall receive hereafter these things which I write, that they may know the judgments of God, they come upon all nations according to the word which he hath spoken. Oh, Christ, that's boring. What did we just read? <laughs> what was I don't that? care. It was just fluff. Can you imagine some anti-Semitic Mormons just nodding along? Mm, yes, tough but fair. Tough but fair. <laughs> <laughs> Yahweh's just so harsh on the Jews. Like, even in his own book, he just slams them. I mean, they're supposed to be his people that he loves. God's the original anti-Semite. Oh, yeah, yeah. I will make them my chosen people and then you shall punish them for being my chosen people until I decide to have good things happen to them again. Pretty much. That is God and the Jews. Take it away, Sister Patience, verse 4. Wherefore, hearken, O my people, which are of the house of Israel, and give ear unto my words. For because the words of Isaiah are not plain unto you, nevertheless, they are plain unto all those that are filled with the spirit of prophecy. Oh, so you have to be special in order to understand it. And who's special? Nephi. That's just such a typical spiritual person mm. script. It's the privileged language of the rich doctors. If you don't understand what I'm saying, sister, then you are not listening hard enough. That's You're not right. full of the spirit enough. It's your fault you do not understand. But I give unto you a prophecy according to the spirit which is in me. Wherefore I shall prophesy according to the plainness which hath been with me from the time that I came out from Jerusalem with my father. For behold, my soul delighteth in plainness. Oh, he's got to stop saying plainness. <laughs> I don't think plainness means what he thinks it means. Oh, unto my people that they may learn. Mm. <laughs> I mean, again, he's contradicting himself. He's saying, if you don't understand it, you're not smart enough, but it's very plain and simple. Everyone should understand it. So, again, he's saying, you people are stupid if you don't understand this. And I'm not stupid. Stupid, not stupid. Yay! And my soul delighteth in the words of Isaiah. For I came out from Jerusalem, and mine eyes hath beheld the things of the Jews. And I know that the Jews do understand the things of the prophets. Oh, I don't think so. And there is none other people that understand the things which were spoken unto the Jews, like unto them, save it be that they are taught after the manner of the things of the Jews. Oh, I think Smitty was just... Uh, Trying to make that sound extra special. Joseph <laughs> Smith, this is not helping my headache, you motherfucker. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, maybe he was a prophet. He knew one day I'd be reading this and he'd just make me feel sicker. <laughs> He was 200 years ago going, yeah, I'm going to get that Paul Brown. So he's saying that he knows the things of the OG Jews so he can explain the OG Jew Isaiah book to them, essentially. Pretty much. And he could have said it about that length, but no, he chiseled into those fucking plates yep, yep. until his arm hurt. Having to be brief and only keep the important things in. <laughs> Verse 6. But behold, I, Nephi, have not taught my children after the manner of the Jews. 
Oh, he spawned, Paul. Yeah, of course. That's so annoying. Why do people spawn? It's like what the Bible says you should do. Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah. But behold, I, of myself, have dwelt at Jerusalem, wherefore I know concerning the regions round about. And I have made mention unto my children concerning the judgments which hath come to pass among the Jews, I don't know what I'm reading, unto my children according to all that which Isaiah hath spoken, and I do not write them. Wow! Uh, <laughs> what the fuck was that? He's gone back to the marathon sentences with very little punctuation. That is a motherfucker of a sentence, isn't it? Yeah, it never ends. There's like three lines, another six lines. It's like 12 lines for one sentence. All right, go on, Adrian. Help us understand this English. All right, Adrian. But behold, I proceed with my own prophecy according to my plainness. Oh, he's so plain. And which I know that no man can err. Nevertheless, in the days that the prophecies of Isaiah shall be fulfilled, men shall know of a surety at the times when they shall come to pass. If you can't understand what Isaiah is saying, how do you know if the prophecies are fulfilled? Self-fulfilling. Yeah, it's very flexible. It's like, oh, that thing happened. That's just like what Isaiah said that time. See, told you. Oh, 2020 hindsight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can twist anything and, like, de-reconstruct it to, to fit whatever you want. De-reconstruct. What's the word I was looking for? Deconstruction. Yes, deconstruct. Yes, that's not de-reconstruct. Deconstruct. I'm making as much sense as Nephi this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you on cold and flu meds at the moment, Paul? I am. I am. (laughs) How could you tell? Just drink water with those. Yeah, are you drinking enough water? Good, good. I found this really cool meme the other day that says, we're basically just houseplants with complex emotions, so make sure you drink lots of water and get some sunlight. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're doing well on the sunlight front, though, are you? I'm not doing well on anything, Paul. Uh, I'm a mess. There we go. Take it away, Adrian. Speaking of messes, Brother Adrian. <laughs> Thank you. Wherefore, they are of worth unto the children of men, and he that supposeth that they are not, unto them I will speak particularly, and confine the words unto mine own people, for I know that they shall be of great worth unto them in the last days. For in that day shall they understand them, Jeez, not now, eh? Wherefore, for their good have I written them. So he still hasn't got to actually telling us what Isaiah means. This is all about saying, oh, you guys don't understand it, I'm going to explain it. Pretty much. I thought he was saying, I'm going to now talk about my own prophecy and I'm going to be playing it or something. Oh, right. I'm seeing signs of Trump. (gasps) Is he going to let me tell you? There's no greater prophet than me. There was no greater man that could understand Isaiah than me. I tell you, I understand Isaiah. And when I tell you what Isaiah is talking about, you're going to understand Isaiah too. We have the best translations. (laughs) The best ones. Yes. And as one generation hath been destroyed among the Jews because of iniquity, even so they have been destroyed from generation to generation according to their iniquities. Never hath any of them been destroyed, save it were foretold them by the prophets of the Lord. So the only people that died were told beforehand that they were going to die. Okay. I guess. That, that's pretty much what it's saying. That the prophets told them they were going to die, then they mysteriously died. Someone's there saying, well, told you, you had it coming. Yeah. 
Nephi's got it backwards. This should be more like a murder mystery. <laughs> because they got these people claiming to be prophets, saying you people are going to die soon if you don't listen to me, then clearly killing those people. So the next generation goes, oh, the prophets had it right. They're like murder mystery writers. They just start to be happening and then work it back to a previous prophecy and say, look, yes, I told you see, so. Exactly. Is that how you write a murder mystery? Yes. So the Simpsons tells us. I still know what you did last summer 200 years ago. <laughs> Wherefore, it hath been told them concerning the destruction which should come upon them immediately after my father left Jerusalem. Nevertheless, they hardened their hearts, and according to my prophecy, they have been destroyed, save it be those which are carried away captive into Babylon. So most of them are killed, but some of them are taken captive, is the takeaway point from that long verse. And now, this I speak because of the spirit which is in me, and notwithstanding, they have been carried away, and they shall return again and possess the land of Jerusalem. Wherefore, they shall be restored again to the land of their inheritance. But behold, they shall have wars and rumours of wars. They love that phrase. Don't they just? And when the day cometh, only begotten of the Father, yea, even the Father of heaven and earth shall manifest himself unto them. Manifest. Manifest. In the flesh. Behold, they will reject him because of their iniquities and the hardness of their hearts. Ah, so hard. And the stiffness. Oh, so stiff. The stiffness of their necks. Ah. Oh, there you go. That's just not arousing at all. Yeah. How many times, though, have Christians used verses like that to kind of say the second coming's about to happen? You know, there'll be wars and rumours of wars. Oh, look, that's happening now. Jesus is coming. Yeah, because humans just like to fight. Yeah, it's like find any stage in human history where there wasn't wars and rumours of wars. <laughs> kind of all around us all the time. Pretty much. Behold, they will crucify him. And after he is laid in a sepulchre, who is this him? They're using a pronoun and they haven't referred to him at all. We're expected to know. No, that was in verse 12. Remember they said the only because of the Father. Oh, okay. And we're supposed to know what that means too. Yeah, yes, yes. The only begotten. See, God likes to spawn too. Daddy's favourite. Yeah. Daddy's little goody two-shoes Jesus. Laid in a sepulchre for the space of three days. That's one hell of a BDSM session. It sure is. Even the word sepulchre sounds kind of BDSM-y, doesn't it? <coughs> oh, it is. It's like a dungeon thing. Fucking in a cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. In a wooden dungeon. <laughs> For the space of three days, he shall rise from the dead. Yay! With healing in his wings. Healing. He dies a human and comes back a bird. Jesus is just a bird. He'll only fly away. I thought the Holy Ghost was the bird. Oh, I'd like to flip them both the bird, I think. And all those who shall believe on his name shall be saved in the Yay! kingdom of God. Wherefore, my soul delighteth to prophesy concerning him. I'll stop talking about prophesying and just fucking do it. For I have seen his day and my heart doth magnify his holy fucking name. Verse 14. And behold, it shall come to pass that after the Messiah hath risen from the dead and hath man effested himself unto his people, Ooh. unto as many as will believe on his name. Behold, Jerusalem shall be destroyed again for woe! 
unto them that fight against God and the people of his church. And I can just imagine them saying, but Nephi, what's a church? <laughs> Is that like temple? You somehow made that verse sound kind of sexy there in parts, uh, Sister Patience, by the way. Oh, uh, you're welcome. You were definitely having that whole phone sex line vibe going on as you were reading through that. So everyone at home, I don't know if it's the Rona or hot flushes, but I'm having them. <laughs> The drama's reaching me as well. Yes. <laughs> it's moving. There we go. Wherefore, the Jews shall be scattered among all nations. Yay! And also Babylon shall be destroyed. Wherefore, the Jews shall be scattered by other nations. Pretty much the same thing again. Yeah. Oh, I love the repetition. Drink for repetition. Oh. Yeah. Take it away. Brother Adrian. And after they have been scattered, and the Lord God hath scourged them. Oh, scourged. By <laughs> other nations for the space of many generations. The next generation, the deep space generation. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to space, Paul. Yay! About time. <laughs> uh, even down from generation to generation, until they shall be persuaded to believe in Christ, the Son of God, and the atonement, which is infinite for all mankind. And when that day shall come, that they shall believe in Christ, and worship the Father in his name, with pure hearts and clean hands, and look not forward any more for another Messiah, then at that time the day will come that it must needs be expedience that they should believe these things. It's a bit of a long verse, isn't it? Oh, it must needs be. There's that phrase again. Basically just means, hey, this is what they need. And we'll be saying, oh, I told you so. I told you so. Yeah. Got that vibe to it. Oh, maybe that's what it means. It must needs be. I told you so. It must needs be. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. That's the vibe. I was right and you were wrong. Na, 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 must needs be up yours. Hey, Paul. Yeah? You've had the jab, right? Yeah. How the fuck do you have Rona? Because you can still get these things even if you've had the jab. Ah, oh, bit of a waste of time, wasn't it? No, not really. Well, it protected me from previous strains. Oh, I see. Well, there you go. Yeah, get back to the book. <laughs> and the Lord will set his hand again the second time to restore his people from their lost and fallen state. Wherefore he will proceed to do a marvellous work and a wonder among the children of men. What kind of work is it? A marvellous work. And a wonder. Oh. So talking about the resurrection of Israel, because hasn't that worked out great? Everybody loves that state. Oh, yeah. There's a Book of Mormon fan fiction that borrowed that title. Yeah, one of the Mormon leaders in the 80s, I think it was President Benson, wrote a book called A Marvellous Work and a Wonder, where he just spoke about how glorious God is and everything. Oh, wow. And he borrowed that line, so it was like a Book of Mormon fan fiction. That's so cool. I'll send one to you for your next Christmas present, okay? Oh, you do that. Yeah. Wherefore, he shall bring forth his words unto them, which words shall judge them at the last day. Oh, yay. Yay! For they shall be given them for the purpose of convincing them of the true Messiah, who is rejected by them, and unto the convincing of them that they need not look forward any more for a Messiah to come. Because we told you so. Oh, my God. For there should not any come, save it should be a false messiah which would deceive the people. For there is, save one messiah spoken of by the prophets, and that messiah is he who should be rejected of the Jews. I don't get that last part. I think he uses the word save in the wrong way. He just uses it as a crutch mm. to, like, negate things. 
I find it really confusing. What don't we find confusing about this goddamn thing? Oh, it's just so confusing. Mm, for according to the words of the prophets, that the Messiah cometh in 600 years from the time. Oh, they're predicting a time. That's pretty bold. That's a bit dangerous. Mm, mm, but you know what's good is that this was written after Jesus has already come. All over your face? Yes, yes. So it was very easy to say that he'll be coming in 600 years because this is written after it happened. Anyway, <coughs> his name shall be Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And his name will also come to be known as the world's best swear word. Mm. Usually when you stub your toe. Yep, yep, can't argue with that. And now, my brethren, I have spoken plainly that ye cannot err, and as the Lord God liveth that brought Israel up out of the land of Egypt, and gave unto Moses power that he should heal the nations after they had been bitten by the poisonous serpents, if they would cast their eyes unto the serpent, which he did raise up before them, and also gave him power that he should smite the rock and the water, should come forth. Yea, behold, I say unto you that my God, where is the end of this verse? <laughs> Yea, behold, I say unto you that as these things are true, as the Lord liveth, there is none other name given under heaven, save it be this Jesus Christ of which I have spoken, whereby man can be saved. Ugh, can oh, be an that oxygen is so mask. stupid. He's basically been like, oh, here's a story from the Old Testament, and just as that was true, this is true. <laughs> Again, he could have just said, Jesus is the Son of God, believe in him and you'll be saved. Right, moving on to the next verse. I just could have left it at that. Yes, yes. It's just so much waffle. Yes, they love to waffle. He's a waffle iron. Always love to waffle. Wish I could brain him with a waffle iron. He'll be one of those fun people in an old folks home when he's older, though, you know, that is losing his mind and just always has these really crazy stories to share. <laughs> That'll be Nephi. I think he'd be really annoying. Come out for breakfast and he'd just start prophesying and everyone would be like, oh, shut up, Nephi. Yeah, well, that is pretty much his whole routine, isn't it? Yeah, oh, God sent me to tell you to do this. Yeah, we know, Nephi, shut up. <laughs> Wherefore, for this cause hath the Lord God promised unto me that these things which I write shall be kept and preserved and handed down unto my seed for the generation to generation that the promise may be fulfilled unto Joseph that his seed should never perish as long as the earth should stand. He's sticking his seed in the sperm bank, Paul, so that it never perishes. And may I just say... <laughs> may I congratulate your voice? Because of the Rona, it has this really extra gnarly quality to it that just makes you sound so manly. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I haven't actually spoken all day, which is why it's getting worse now. <laughs> That's why I, I sounded better at the start of the thing. I preserved my tonsils just for this this evening. Oh, that's wonderful. Wherefore these things shall go from generation to generation, as long as the earth shall stand, and they shall go according to the will and pleasure of God, and the nations who shall possess them shall be judged of them according to the words which are written. I don't care. Yeah, it's a bit boring. Yeah, that is just so dry. Mm. I mean, I don't even really know. It's just saying the words will just keep going on and on and on. It's going to go on and on and on, Paul. We know it's going to go on and on and on because this whole fucking book is going on and on and on. Is it as dry as my throat? Oh, it's drier than your throat. Oh, that's pretty dry. It's about as dry as an unexcited lady, Paul. I'll take your word for that. 
Verse 23. For we labour diligently to write, to persuade our children and also our brethren to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God. For we know that it is by grace that we are saved. After all we can do. After all we can do? What does that mean? After all we can do. Oh, fuck it. God loves you but with conditions. And notwithstanding, we believe in Christ. We keep the law of Moses and look forward with steadfastness under Christ until the law shall be fulfilled. Take it away, Adrian. For this end was the law given, wherefore the law hath become dead unto us, and we are made alive in Christ because of our faith. Yet we keep the law because of the commandments. What? You keep the commandments because of the commandments. The Book of Mormon is true because the Book of Mormon says it's true. Right. You keep the commandments because the commandments tell you to keep the commandments. That's like an endless loop. This next verse is one of the scripture masteries I was telling you about. This is one of the ones we had to memorise. Pay attention. So, and here I am robbing you of pleasure. Oh, no, no. Take it away. It's a very important scripture, obviously. And we talk of Christ. We rejoice in Christ. We preach of Christ. We prophesy of Christ. And we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what sort they may look for a remission of their sins. And we take Christ's name in vain. Most of all. I was just getting images there of uh, Bubba from Forrest Gump, you know, talking about the shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) We talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, we kneel in front of Christ. Well, that's about all the things I can think of to do with Christ right now. Hey, Bubba, what do you do when you kneel in front of Christ? What happens there? Show him a shrimp. (laughs) That's beautiful. I don't think Jesus liked seafood. I'll keep going. Okay. Wherefore, we speak concerning the law that our children may know the deadness of the law, and they, by knowing the deadness of the law, may look forward unto that life which is in Christ. For know what end the law was given, and after the law is fulfilled in Christ, that they need not harden their hearts against him when the law ought to be done away. God. So boring. It's so boring that it doesn't mean anything. And now, behold my people, ye are stiff-necked people. Wherefore, I have spoken plainly unto you that ye cannot misunderstand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if you say so, buddy. Read between the lines here, it says, I don't think I can be any clearer than this. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how to spell this out any stupider for you guys, all right? He's a very plain man and he only speaks plain things. Exactly, exactly. And the words which I have spoken shall stand as a testimony against you, for they are sufficient to teach any man the right way, and the right way is to believe in Christ and deny him not. For by denying him, ye also deny the prophets and the law. Fair enough, who cares? But now this is another weird thing. He's now saying, okay, I've now told you everything you need to know, so if you don't get back to Jesus, it's your fault. Very much got that vibe, yes. But I'll be like, well, why the fuck did you tell me? Yeah. If I know it's a sin, I'm not going to make it. Why did you tell me? Fuck you, Nephi. They could have been sinful without knowing and have still gone to heaven. Exactly, but now they know. Uh, He's ruined everything. And now behold, I say unto you that the right way is to believe in Christ and deny him not. And Christ is the Holy One of Israel. Wherefore, ye must bow down before him and worship him with all your might, mind, and strength, and your whole soul. And if ye do this, ye shall in no wise be cast out. And inasmuch as it shall be expedient, ye must keep the performances and the ordinances of God until the law shall be fulfilled, which was given unto Moses. You'd like it if I'd keep my performances to their bare minimum, wouldn't you, Paul? Hey, that's uh, chapter 25. We got through 
it. Ooh, how long is this next one? I don't know if I have enough voice. We could read more if you are having trouble, Paul. I've got six verses to rest my voice, so uh, fire away. All right. Pew, pew. And after Christ shall have risen from the dead, he shall show himself unto you, my children, and my beloved brethren. Oh, he's going to expose himself to children. That's not good. It happens a lot in the Bible. Haven't you been paying attention? <laughs> And the words which he shall speak unto you shall be the law which ye shall do. For behold, I say unto you that I have beheld that many generations shall pass away, and there shall be great wars and contentions among my people. Well, that's not wrong, is it? Uh, <laughs> Can't go wrong with contention. Wars as well, yes. Yes. And after the Messiah shall come, there shall be signs given unto my people of his birth, and also of his death and resurrection. And great and terrible shall that day be unto the wicked, for they shall perish. Maybe not. <laughs> and they perish because they cast out the prophets and the saints, and stone them, and slay them. Oh, I pay to that. <laughs> Wherefore the cry of the blood of the saints shall ascend up to God from the ground. Yay! Did I mute my microphone properly when I blew my nose then? Oh. You could work in radio. I didn't notice. Yay! I spared you the, the torment of having to cut that out of the editing. Oh, thanks, Paul. You're so thoughtful. I am. Wherefore? All those who are proud and that do wickedly, the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, for they shall be as stubble. Some people find stubble attractive. Some people do. Some people find it like sandpaper. I guess it all just depends on your perspective, doesn't it? But it's not inherently bad, which is what that verse is implying. It's not inherently bad. Sometimes it can look better than it feels. Yeah, yeah, that could be true. And they that kill the prophets and the saints, the depths of the earth shall swallow up, saith the Lord of hosts, and mountains shall cover them, and whirlwinds shall carry them away, and buildings shall fall upon them, and crush them to pieces, and grind them to a powder. That's really quite graphic. That's very specific too. Buildings are going to collapse and grind them to powder if you kill the prophets. It doesn't really make a lot of sense though. That's definitely uh, a good scare campaign, isn't it? One way of not losing your power, make everyone think that they will be destroyed if they attempt to challenge you. Was there ever an instance in history where the building pieces that collapsed somehow whizzed around in the air so it just ground up the bones into a powder? No. <laughs> 9-11, I guess, was uh, the closest we'll get to that. The mountains got to cover them first, and then the whirlwinds have to carry them away from underneath the mountains. That's right. It's not just that. <laughs> and then after the whirlwinds drop them somewhere else, then the buildings have to fall on them and crush them and grind them. It's just it's very improbable. It's very specific, isn't it? Yeah. To crush yeah, humans to powder, there definitely needs to be a lot of force and energy involved. So. And if that didn't happen when somebody went against the prophets, then we should call whoever wrote this a false prophet. Ooh. Ooh. Could be onto something. Nephi's a false prophet. I think he just maybe. Or Joseph Smith is also a false prophet. <gasps> As the author of this book, even when he was killed, nobody was crushed into dust afterwards. And they shall be visited with thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes and all manner of destructions. For the fire of the anger of the Lord shall be kindled against them, and they shall be as stubble again. And the day that cometh shall consume them, saith the Lord of hosts. Take it away, Paul. Oh, the pain! <laughs>
the pain and the anguish of my soul for the loss of the slain of my people. <laughs> for I Nephi have seen it, and it will nigh consumeth me before the presence of the Lord. But I must cry unto my God, thy ways are just. Ah, oh, they're so just, even though he's being a fuckwit. God is showing Nephi how he is going to kill all of Nephi's descendants. Nephi's like, um, yeah, okay, if you say so. Good going, God, right? Yeah, God. Yay! Just don't kill me, man, don't kill me. But behold, the righteous that hearken unto the words of the prophets and destroy them not, but look forward unto Christ with steadfastness for the signs which are given, notwithstanding all persecution. Behold, they are they which shall not perish. They are they, Paul. Not just any old they. But the Son of Righteousness shall appear unto them, and he shall heal them, and they shall have peace with him until three generations have passed away, and many of the fourth generation shall have passed away in righteousness. What the fuck is he talking about? I think he's pretty much saying your great-grandkids will be there when Jesus comes. The Son of Righteousness shall appear unto them, and he shall heal them, and then they shall have peace with him until three generations have passed. I don't get it. Oh, no, hang on, no, that's... Oh, spoiler alert, I know what's to come. Is this about 70 AD? No, this is Nephi's self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is why you notice when you flick through the book, there's four books of Nephi, right? Oh, no! There's two more of these, Paul! Ah! But different Nephi's. So this Nephi is Nephi 1. He's going to die. Oh, good. But then the fourth Nephi of fourth Nephi will be the fourth generation. Is he the taste of a new generation? Yes. And he's the one that will be there when Jesus comes to visit the Book of Mormon people. So it's self-fulfilling prophecy because later when they get to third Nephi, Joseph Smith can be like, hey, they predicted it. Look, they said it was going to happen and it happened. Oh, isn't it amazing? Yes, it's a miracle. Where did we get up to? I just finished this back over to Brother Adrian with verse 10. And when these things have passed away, a speedy destruction cometh unto my people. (laughs) Yay! It's the only thing that's speedy in the whole book. For notwithstanding the pains of my soul, I have seen it. Therefore I know that it shall come to pass, and they sell themselves for naught. For the reward of their pride and their foolishness, they shall reap destruction. For because they yield unto the devil and choose works of darkness rather than light, therefore they must go down to hell. Yes, they must. Go directly to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect. (laughs) $200. (laughs) For the Spirit of the Lord will not always strive with man. And when the Spirit ceaseth to strive with man, then cometh speedy destruction, and this grieveth my soul. Oh, and as I spake concerning the convincing of the Jews that Jesus is the very Christ, not just the Christ. The very. Very, very. It must needs be that the Gentiles be convinced also that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God. Oh, oh, oh. He's calling Jesus God, Paul. Isn't that against Mormon dogma? No, he's part of the Godhead. He's one of the gods. So Jesus can be referred to as God on occasion as well. Oh, can he? Yes. That's not a contradiction at all. That's okay. Yes, it's God the Father and God the Son. But he's the eternal God, okay. Look, don't ask me to explain it. (laughs) But if Jesus came from God because he's a son, right, then he's not eternal. Maybe like God's like the surname type thing. You know, like, you know. <laughs>
God passed his his name on to Jesus, which is also God, and you know, it's like that. I thought his surname was Christ. Oh, no, that was just something the Chinese made up. Oh, okay. The meds are taking me to a happy place right now. Oh, that's good, Paul. I'm glad you're in a happy place. At least some of us are. Yes, anyway. I don't know where I'm up to. (laughs) Verse 13. Yeah. And that he manifesteth himself unto all those who believe in him by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yay! Unto every nation, kindred, tongue, and people working mighty miracles, signs, and wonders among the children of men, according to their faith. Hang on a second, hang on. He says he manifests himself to those who believe in him, but then he's like, every nation, kindred tongue people, working mighty miracles. So he's like, everybody's going to believe him. Maybe it's just the people that believe in him in those nations and tongues and... Where they've never heard of him before. And it takes hundreds of years for word to get around. So it makes lots of sense. I could have not make sense. Oh, okay. By the time those tongues don't exist anymore because they've evolved into other tongues. Yes. Yes. That's it. Okay. That's the wrong kind of cunnilingus. Yes. Um. Very much. 14? Or who's reading that? Yes, yeah, still you, 14, yep. But behold, I prophesy unto you concerning the last days, concerning the days when the Lord God shall bring these things forth unto the children of men. Ah, look at this next verse. Rip into this one. Oh, my God, that's a monster. (laughs) Oh, and he's talking about the seed again, Paul. I know, it's some of your favourite topics coming up. Oh, Uh, oh, it's me, isn't it? I gotta read I the big long so. verse. I gotta read yeah. the big long verse. God damn it! Okay. <laughs> After my seed and the seed of my brethren shall have dwindled in unbelief, they shall have been smitten by the Gentiles. Yea, after the Lord shall have camped against them round about, and shall have laid siege against them with a mount, and raised <laughs> forts against them. How do you siege someone with a mount? A horse? Do you, like, get off your horse and just take your mount off the horse and chuck it at people? Mount is like a military name for a horse. Oh, okay. So, you know, you take your mount, mount your horse. <laughs> I understood something. <laughs> I'm nephying the hell out of this. Pack my bags and mount my horse. Raise forts against them, and after they shall have been brought down low in the dust, even that they are not, yet in the words of the righteous shall be written, and the prayers of the faithful shall be heard, and all those who hath dwindled in unbelief shall not be forgotten. Now, another incredibly long verse. For those who shall be destroyed shall speak unto them out of the ground, and their speech shall be low out of the dust. And they shall say, get this dirt out of my mouth. I've definitely got the dust in my mouth as we speak. They sound like Brother Paul. Yes, and their voice shall be as one that hath a familiar spirit. For the Lord God will give unto him power that he may whisper concerning them, even as it were out of the ground, and their speech shall whisper out of the dust. No one's whispering out of the ground. You'd have to fucking yell or something. I mean, yeah, that's just not going to yeah. happen. Especially since there's not much air down there for sound to travel in. <laughs> for thus saith the Lord God, they shall write the things which shall be done among them, and they shall be written and sealed up in a book. And those who will have dwindled in unbelief shall not have them, for they seek to destroy the things of God. <sighs> and there he goes again prophesying about his own book. Oh. 
Oh, he likes to talk about his own book. Wherefore, as those who have been destroyed have been destroyed speedily. Unlike the reading of this book. He really does emphasize how speedy it is. It's so speedy. And the multitude of the terrible ones shall be as chaff that passeth away. Yea, thus saith the Lord God, it shall be at an instant. Suddenly, and it shall come to pass that those who have to rebuild in unbelief shall be smitten by the hand of the Gentiles. Mm. And it'll be quick. He's into the quick smiting. Yes, exactly. And the Gentiles are lifted up in the pride of their eyes and have stumbled because of the greatness of this tumbling block. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a good line. But they have built up many churches. <laughs> Nevertheless, they put down the power and miracles of God and preach up mm. unto themselves that their own wisdom and their own learning, that they may get gain and grind upon the face of the poor. They're grinding upon the face of the poor. That's... Is this like some poor prostitute that they're just grinding upon a face? No, it's a strip club. They're grinding against the poor people who are throwing over their social security checks. I hope the prostitute in said scenario is getting paid really, really well. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. That's how things work in the Bible Belt. Oh, it always works that way, doesn't it? Yeah. What verse? <laughs> 21. And there are many churches built up which cause envyings and strifes and malice because <laughs> they have people in them. Mm. And there are also secret combinations, even as in times of old, according to the combinations of the devil, for he is the founder of all these things. Yay! The founder of murder, the works of darkness. Yay! And he leadeth them by the neck oh, with a flaxen cord <laughs> until, <laughs> until he bindeth them with his strong cords forever. Yeah, that is definitely a BDSM <laughs> reference. <laughs> Lead them by the neck with a flaxen cord, you know, then he's going to like, you know, hang them up a little bit, tie their hands together. That's very specific, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> God is into the kinky shit, ladies and gentlemen. It's right there in the uh, Book of Mormon. It's even done in flaxen so that, like, if they really need to get out of it, they probably could. Yes. But, you know. Yeah, in case they forget the safety word. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I wonder what the safety word is. Seed. <laughs> no, no, because I reckon that would be a word that would come up quite frequently during, you because, know, you know, they're, they're going, Jesus, take my seed, take my seed. <laughs> For behold, my beloved brethren, I say unto you, that the Lord God hath worked not in darkness. Ah, so they've got the lights on. Well, that's good. Sex is always better with the lights on. Yeah, well, most things are better with the lights on. Apparently. All right, I think I've read three verses. Yeah, it's going to be over to me. Okay. He doth not anything, save it be for the benefit of the world. For he loveth the world, even that he layeth down his own life, that we may draw all men unto him. Wherefore, he commandeth none that they shall not partake of his soul. Negative. How confusing. Yeah. Consent, Jesus. That first doesn't even need to be there. It doesn't add anything. We already know all of this. Yeah, no, but then you got a little thing at the end about him forcing his salvation onto us. Ah, oh, right. Yes. After he layeth his own life down for a long weekend. Yeah, yeah, he gives up his <laughs> long weekend and now we're supposedly meant to be salvationing all over him. Behold, doth he cry unto any, saying, Depart from me. Behold, I say unto you, Nay. But he saith, Come unto me, all ye ends of the earth, by milk and honey. 
without money and without price. It's like he's relaying a story. Then she said this, but then he said that. And it was with milk and honey all yeah. over yeah. his face. Better no money or price. So how did they get it? They're stealing milk and honey. It's communist. Oh. It's communist. It's oh. creeping in. <laughs> that communism. <laughs> Fuckers. Uh. Behold, hath he commanded any that should depart out of the synagogues or out of the houses of worship? Behold, I say unto you, nay. Nay. Uh, I wonder what that means. <laughs> hath he commanded any that they should not partake of his salvation? Behold, I say unto you, nay. <laughs> but he hath given it free for all men. <laughs> free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're communists, Adrian. Okay. Uh, and he hath commanded his people that they should persuade all men to repentance. Persuade. Behold, hath the Lord commanded any that they should not partake of his goodness? Behold, I say unto you, nay. <laughs> but all men are privileged, the one like unto the other, and none are forbidden. The hell does that all mean? Uh, he's definitely into some pony play here, isn't he? Uh, that's what I'm getting. He commanded that there shall be no priest cross. Priestcrafts. For behold, priestcrafts are that men preach and set themselves up for a light unto the world. Like Joseph Smith, maybe. <laughs> like all church leaders. Yes. <laughs> that they may get gain and praise of the world, but they seek not the welfare of Zion. No, no, no. It's all selfless. It's all about God and his people. It's not about them. They're getting so much gain. They're so bulky right now. They're taking protein shakes every half hour. Yes. Packing it. Behold, the Lord hath forbidden this thing. Oh, what's that? Anabolic steroids. Wherefore the Lord God hath given a commandment that all men should have charity, which charity is love. Hear that? You need to love everybody. <laughs> Just love everyone. And except that they should have charity, they were nothing. And except they should have charity, they were nothing. Makes no sense. Ah. Oh. No sense. So much sense. You're nothing without charity. Yeah. You're nothing without me, charity. <laughs> I guess I'm nothing then. Yeah. Wherefore, if they should have charity, they would not suffer the labourer in Zion to perish. Which labourer? Who's the labourer in Zion? Yeah. Where does he come from? Oh, is it Jesus? No, it couldn't be Jesus. Is it the groundskeeper in Zion? Groundskeeper Willie in Zion. Uh, let's see if verse 31 sheds any light All on right. the identity of this mysterious labourer. But the labourer in Zion shall labour for Zion. Fancy that. He's in Zion and they're going to labour for Zion. For if they labour for money, they shall perish. Oh, fuckers. It's communism again. They've got to show up to their workplace and not yeah. get paid. Pretty much. They've said that twice here. They're getting food without paying for it and they're doing labour and not being paid. So yes, we're going into communism. That's some first-rate horseshit. Mm. Getting salvation for free, so don't ask for money. <laughs> and again, the Lord God hath commanded that men should not murder, duh, and they should not lie, that they should not steal, that they should not take the name of the Lord their God in vain. Fucking Jesus. That they should not envy, that they should not have malice, that they should not contend one with another, that they should not commit whoredoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I like whoredoms. <laughs> oh, 
Brother Paul, you're not getting in. That's what she said. And that they should do none of these things, for whoso doeth them shall perish. Well, everyone's got to perish, you know. I know, you might as well die of something. Dying of whoredom sounds good. It sounds like a good way to go. Yeah, that's how I want to go. That's by Snow Snow. For none of these iniquities come of the Lord, for he doth that which is good among the children of men, and he doeth nothing save it be plain unto the children of men. And he inviteth them all to come unto him and partake of his goodness, and he denieth none that come unto him, black and white, bond and free, male and female, and he remembereth the heathen all are alike unto God, both Jew and Gentile. And scene. Wow. Ah, I was looking forward to some story, but there's no story. He's just... Yeah, sorry. He's got to do the preachy shit first. He's and just then preaching, the story. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it's not going to get any better for a while yet either, I'm afraid. This book sucks, Paul. You've got to learn about what a horrible person you are before you read anymore. I already know I'm a horrible person because nobody likes me. I already knew that. Mm, but you haven't been told by the Book of Mormon that you're not a good person. There's a difference. Ah, oh, so not only the people directly in my life have to tell me and stop answering my messages but god has to tell me as well yes that is right it's not official until it's god official just to add injury to insult yes yeah. not official until it's god official oh, that's right. how these things work yeah it's god official yes god is there <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've got a voice box that's going to survive another mammoth full-length chapter. I think you did really, really well, Paul. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. And your and voice sounded really cool. Yeah, it kind of comes in and out. It's great. It had the COVID but, uh, quality, as you might say. Yeah, the roughness gave it a bit of authority. Mm, see how long it lasts. There's a man who's been in the desert for 40 days or 40 years. Yes, yes. That's right. 40-something. Mouthful of dust. 40 milliseconds. Well, thank you again, Brother Adrian, for coming back on this enthralling, captivating, hilarious and educational podcast. <laughs> a true pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, Adrian. I really appreciate it. Oh, and happy 50th episode, everyone. Oh, yes. Happy 50. Thank you, everybody, for coming on this journey into the wilderness with us and for heeding to our words. Oh, and if you're not a Patreon yet, why don't you get on that? It's $3 Australian, $2 US. Per month. And we've got a new episode up there with Brother Brandon all about the history of the church. Yes. Sort of the beginnings. And we're going to do a second part with him soon, which should also be on Patreon. So tune in, ladies and gentlemen. It's worth the money. Yes, absolutely. That's right. Brother Adrian is one of our Patreons. There is a testimonial right there. <laughs> <laughs> what is that skull you've got in the background, Paul? Oh, that's that's just bonesy. Do you pick it up and say, oh, that's Paul Yorick, I knew the were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sits next to my Darth Vader head. I thought it might have been like a motorcycle helmet done in the shape of a skull or something. No, not quite. No, it's just I was out at a garage sale one day, saw that and thought, I don't know why, it's just cool. I'm going to get it and put it in my living room. I hope you don't get any sicker from Omicron or whatever it is that you've got. Yeah, rest up. Nah. Plenty of sleep. Yeah, the good news is I hadn't planned on doing much anyway, so. And you can rest easy that everyone else is going to get it within about 10 days. Ah, uh, well, if the people we've had contact with too, then it's going to start to spread, so. Oh, you're very virulent, Paul. Yes, yes, so. High potency. You might want to call that person you made out with last week. Mm. Tell them to go get themselves checked out. Not a copter dose. Copter dose? Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we'll uh, we'll head off and uh, have a good lie down. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen.